Welcome to Sermon Underwear, a podcast where we look at the stories, situations, and conversations that lead up to the sermons that are preached here at First Lutheran. And welcome to our first uh, live recording of Sermon Underwear. And I'm Pastor Brian. I'm Pastor Perry. I'm Father Tom. And today we are jumping into Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. So he's had some time apart from them. Um, all the things that he suggested to them in his first letter, they said, thanks, but no thanks. We really don't like you, Paul. And they kind of had some arguments and had some time apart. And now they've come back together again. And Paul is seeking reconciliation uh, to be a part of this community and seeking to reconcile them to their other neighbors around them as well. So here we jump in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, including all the saints throughout Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation, who consoles us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to console those who are in any affliction with the consultation that we have received ourselves and are consoled by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are abundant for us, so also our consolation is abundant through Christ. If we are being afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. If we are being consoled, it is for your consolation, which you experienced when you patiently endured the same sufferings that we are also suffering. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that you at for we know that ye, as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our consolation. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, of the affliction that we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly, unbearably crushed that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, so that we would rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises from the dead. He who rescued us from so deadly a peril will continue to rescue us. On him we have set our hope that he will rescue us again, as you also join in helping us by our prayers, so that we so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted to us through the many through the prayers of many. The gospel for this week is from the gospel according to John. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Where do you find consolation? And, I, and, and what's striking me is... I think it's in being heard um, and having someone listen to your frustration and listen to your, your anger or your uh, struggles that you're having to be listened to uh, and to not necessarily be talked to, but to have someone just listen and to understand um, part of that, the theology of the cross that we have a savior who has been in suffering and knows the suffering 
and comes and sits with us in that ash heap. Um, and that, that's where the consolation comes, not from someone trying to tell you what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great little cartoon um, that Brene Brown is the author behind the content of this cartoon, but it's talking about, um, I guess I'll to use Paul's words here, what consolation he's, is you know he says on the one she says on the one hand there's pity and that's sort of like you've got the person who's in this bad situation who's down at the bottom of the ladder and then at the top of the screen the other character opens up the pothole and, and looks down there and says ooh that's bad down there I feel really bad for you and then <laughs> kind of walks away versus uh, the consolation that Paul is talking about here is to say is to climb down that ladder to um, where the one who's suffering is and to um, in the cartoon, they, they take on the pain and suffering of that other person or bear it with them. The interesting part there, I mean, if you look at it, the person climbing down into the pit with the other person to not judge, to not, in a sense, try to fix it, but to listen to why they are in that pothole. And then from, from that point, be able to move forward. But Yeah. Uh, it's hard to fix it until you're in the pothole with them. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100% with you guys. Um, and I think one of the things that, one of the things I see as a consolation, and I think this is how, if you look, if you read Acts and you read all the stuff that happens in these letters, Paul's life is not very fun. <laughs> Paul goes through a lot. Um, he goes through, he gets thrown out of many towns. He gets, you know, he, he suffers a lot. And I think what, what Paul's theology would be, and I think part of the theology of the cross is not only did Jesus um, come and dwell with us, you know, in Philippians, it talks about how he empties himself and takes on the form of a slave. He becomes, like you guys are talking about, he comes like one of us. But um, he doesn't leave us there either, right? All of our, all of our pain, all of these things uh, can be sort of sanctified. You know, that the, cross, the cross is a powerful symbol um, because Jesus, Jesus was crucified on it, yes, but it became the symbol of a movement. It became a symbol of hope. God is so powerful. God's redeeming work is so great. That he can take, you know, if we want to look at a contemporary example, it would be it's the, the cross is a modern equivalent of a noose, right, for a lynching. And God took that powerful symbol of terror and turned it into a power of hope. And that's what I think the consolation is, is no matter how bad things get, it is not beyond Jesus's power to and God's power to glorify it. And that's what I take hope in is when I've had a really bad day and, or I've read about other people having really bad days. I just know that my, my consolation is that it's not, there's nothing so bad that it's beyond God's power to redeem it. Yeah. Paul says here, here kind of in the middle of this passage, if we are being afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which I thought initially just captured my attention because he's there saying, if something bad is happening to me, I trust God is going to do something good with that, which kind of ties back to that whole uh, 
pothole analogy cartoon piece at the beginning. I mean, if you have been through some form of suffering, I think that pain forces us to examine our situation and the situation of those around us too. So I, I think someone who has been in a pothole of their own uh, is open to looking at it, how Paul does here and to say, wow, uh, I've been in some kind of pothole like that before. And I can walk with you in your pothole uh, because of the experience that, that I've been through myself. So it's interesting how he, he captures that. And I think there's something really powerful in that on the one hand, and yet Paul has to move it beyond into, because that alone is something you can say aside from Christ. I mean, that's common good information for everybody to know that your, your afflictions are something that allows you to walk alongside others who have gone through afflictions. But then um, he ties that here to Christ and to Christ's suffering with us as well. And to say, and Christ has suffered. He's been in the pothole or on the cross or in the noose on the tree um, and can walk with us and, and bear our suffering as well with the hope of salvation. I mean, that's, it's interesting that he ties that all together there in the middle. If we are being afflicted is for your consolation and salvation. And I think he's really getting into, we're in this season of Pentecost here, we're talking about being gifted with Jesus' spirit, with the spirit of uh, of Jesus Christ and being the body of Christ here and now. So that's what allows Paul to say, if I'm suffering, it's for your consolation and salvation. I'm continuing to carry on the ministry that Christ carried on uh, in the time that we had him here on earth. You know, I, I, one of the things that, that we've talked about in the past is our stories and our, our story as individuals in the context of God's story. And Brian, one of the things I, that connected with me when you were speaking was, you know, our stories, when you t think about the person in the, um, in the pit, yes, we get down in the pit. I think that that's important. You know, that's, that's the trajectory of Jesus's life. He comes down into the pit with us, he did not leave us alone and unconsoled, but came down himself, but he didn't leave us there. And I, and, and one of the things that happens at Pentecost is, you know, God allows us to be part of the story. God allows us to, you know, and I, and, you know, our, our story doesn't end at the cross. Our story doesn't end in the pit. You know, yes, he comes and visits us in the pit, but he helps us get up that ladder too and, and redeems our, our pittedness, I guess. Descent into our hell. Yeah. Exactly. You Lutherans, you Lutherans, I, that always catches me off guard and I appreciate the strong, language we say descended to the dead you say descended to hell in the apostles creed on sunday and i i those are strong words that are convicting and i have appreciated that little verbal hiccup i have every sunday when we pray that that but it's important that's i think so sorry when you triggered me <laughs> <laughs> do we want to see if marshall has any questions where you at, Marshall? You got any questions? Uh, well, I, I did have, have a response to your, uh, your, your where do we seek uh, consolation or, or how do we seek the comfort? And uh, just prior to getting online with you this afternoon, I followed uh, Governor Kim Reynolds' press conference uh, that she held with uh, the leaders uh, around the Des Moines area. Uh, 
one of whom was uh, the uh, president of the Iowa slash Nebraska NAACP president. And she came up and they were, we were of course talking about this past weekend's events um, with the protests and her message to Governor Reynolds and to all of us was, we as African-Americans, uh, Browns, uh, just want to be heard. We need to be heard. You need to listen to us and we need to sit down and we need to talk and you need to listen. And uh, she emphasized that several times. Reynolds in response to that said, we are in the process as we speak of forming round tables with the young people who were a part of the peaceful protests. And we are going to sit down and we have listened to them already for many hours this morning. We are going to make this a part of our ongoing forward-looking decision-making processes. So to seek consolation, you need to be, as you've said already, you need to be listened to and you need to be heard. Yes, I think that speaks to, again, how God uses suffering and pain because I think it's difficult for people to do that listening until they experience some kind of pain or suffering. I mean, if everything is going great, why would I want to stop and listen? You know, because I just want more of uh, everything that's going great until uh, either I'm drawing upon some experience in my past or I find myself in a, a present hell that causes me to have to stop and say, okay, what in the world is going on around me uh, to cause me to be arrested of just seeking after my personal interest and to say, okay, there's something going on around me that needs to be heard. Yeah, you take a, a counseling session, brought up the, the uh, prodigal son, you know, and he hits rock bottom. And mm -hmm. even though there's no words being spoken to him at that point, the, the memory of what his father does and did sticks with him and that voice uh, he listens to and it becomes a time for him to to change and to be have a change of heart and uh, return back to to his father those times of suffering open us up to be able to to change and to listen think about a time when you were suffering and I guess either or happened when someone truly did listen to your suffering, listening to what was really bugging you and just allowed you to be able to share without judgment, without condemnation, without trying to adjust you and how that felt compared to trying to share with somebody something and, and they just kept trying to fix it. When was the last time that you were listening to somebody's problem or somebody's hard situation and you realized that as much as you wanted to help them, 
that wasn't your work to do. The, what they needed was outside of your control and all you could do was be with them and pray for them.